1: Only at Sleep Number stores or SleepNumber.com.
0: Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, for football lovers, and in particular for lovers of Liverpool Football Club, last week provided a big shock when the coach, Jurgen Klopp, announced That after eight and a half years, he was going to leave Liverpool at the end of this season. He has been hugely successful at turning around the club. That when he arrived, was struggling and had struggled for a long time. But Klopp has transformed it. He's won everything, Champions League, the Premier League, which they hadn't won for over 30 years. And more than that, he has shown that he has an affinity with The people of Liverpool, with the supporters of Liverpool Football Club, his relationship with those fans is warm, genuine and quite rare. So when he announced he was leaving, there was a big shock. The shock continues to reverberate. And to discuss Klopp, what might happen next, and Xavi Alonso, a former Liverpool player, and now doing really good stuff in Germany where his club, Bayer Leverkusen are top of the league, two points in front of Bayern Munich, who've won the league for the last 11 seasons. He may well be the next Liverpool coach, but we'll come to that. It's a pleasure now to welcome to the stand an old friend, Didi Hamam. Didi uh, was a great player and is forever in the hearts of Liverpool fans because he came on at halftime when they were losing to AC Milan in the Champions League final and turned the game round or helped to turn the game round and then when it went to a penalty shootout he stepped up and took the first penalty and that's not the first time he did that at Wembley in a cup final he did exactly the same thing so he has what we call bottle Didi good morning to you morning (laughs) Amo. there's no doubt you've got bottle Didi uh, and what? you had a. I didn't realize until. Well, this, I thought you were going to carry on. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize until I read uh, this morning your Wikipedia page that you actually had a broken foot or, a, or or an injured
2: foot when you took that penalty against Milan. Yeah, I had a. A stress fracture in my uh, metatarsal, which I obviously didn't know at the time. Uh, it happened a, a few minutes, four or five minutes before the end of extra time, and um obviously we used all our subs. Adrenaline was pumping, and uh, obviously coming off wasn't uh, was yeah. an option. We had Jamie Carragher going down with cramps three or four times, um, and and obviously this is what what won us the game. We we had such a strong bond and such a togetherness, Um which in the end won us the game, which uh, probably at halftime nobody expected us to.
0: No, absolutely. You look dead and buried. Jürgen Klopp, Didi, he managed Dortmund successfully. He managed Mainz also. Were you surprised, as everyone else appears to have been, that he decided to make the announcement he made last week? And were you surprised, or indeed, did you feel the warmth that Liverpool fans expressed when they learned this news?
2: Um, well, a bit of both. I think the the, the day was going to come where he's going to going to step down or leave the club. And um, you know, if you look at the, the modern game, it's very rarely you've got a manager staying longer than three or four seasons. And uh, yes. you know, if you look at the big clubs, it's it's not the norm anymore. Um, You know, obviously we had Wenger, we had Ferguson, there for for, for decades at their clubs. Um But in the modern game, with the with the press commitments, there's so many things to do for a manager. It's a very testing and stressful job and um, he's done it for, for eight and a half years he couldn't have uh, done it any better he just said when he joined the club uh, the club was struggling if you look at the team or the first team when he became a Liverpool coach or manager um, how he's transformed the club uh, in comparison to other clubs with very uh, limited financial sources you have to say um, yes and um, the day was always going to come Um it was a bit of a a, a shock at first. But as you've seen yesterday, I think, uh, this is what the, the, the city is all about. I think every home game, every away game will be a, a party now. Um, I think they give him the, the send off he, he deserves. And I think emotionally it, it, um, it probably gives him a bit more energy. I, I always fancy them to win the league or well, the way things have been going now in the last uh, week or so. Uh, I'm pretty convinced now that he's going to win the league this season. And uh, last time they won it, there were no fans allowed because it was COVID and what a, what a party would be yes um if he could lift the trophy the premier league trophy again um with the fans this time
0: now people have referred to alex ferguson doing something similar when he announced he was going to leave manchester united at the end of uh, a season and i think it was in the uh, 90s and they dived down the table no longer contended and the whole thing was a bit of a disaster he then decided to change his mind again and said he was going to stay on. Is there any danger, do you think, that that could happen to Liverpool? I don't think so myself. I've written a piece today for the Star saying that I think the relationship is so good and optimism and spirit. And Klopp is a very different animal from Ferguson, much warmer uh, much more connected with his players. He doesn't rule by fear. I don't think the same thing will happen. But there is a risk,
2: is there? Oh, a hundred percent, Aaron. And you know, maybe in in this case is a bigger risk because of the warmth club had with the yes with the faithful, with the fans, with the whole city. Because I think the city fell in love with him. He, he fell in love with the city. And um, as you've seen at Manchester United. Or at Arsenal, they uh, had a, quite a big turnover of managers. I think Ferguson left now 10 or 12 years ago. I think they probably had about 9 or 10 managers since he's left. Um, yes. And I think there's always a danger. Um, and I think, you know, if, if Liverpool comes calling, if you can't manage Liverpool, I think it's very hard or impossible to turn down. Um, but if you follow a, a, a man, a manager, as successful as Klopp was and as lofty as he was, um, I think there's always a little bit of a danger. Um, the, the, uh, the footsteps you're going to fill... Um, are a bit too big. Um, and, and they had a hugely successful time under him. So whoever goes in next, because have got a, a team now that can compete, they've got a team this year which can win the league. I think they will win the league. So obviously expectations next year um, won't be any lower. Uh, when Klopp came in, I think everybody said, well, if we get in the Champions League and win a trophy here or there, we are happy. But as you said before, he transformed the club. Expectations um, are always something that can come back to haunt you. And whoever goes in next, whether it's Alonso or somebody else, I think there's always a danger that, um, you know, expectations of what what they're really able to do, uh, maybe bringing new players in and get get to know the players. Uh, I think there's always a danger that, um, that things don't go that smoothly in the first few months.
0: Now, you went to Liverpool Did he? A place you didn't know. And the great thing about Klopp is that he gets Liverpool, not just the football club, the city, and where it stands in England. It's a bit alienated from the establishment. He gets them and they get him. Did you feel that when you were playing for Liverpool? It was not like anywhere else.
2: Um, yeah, it is a special club. There's a special bond between, um, the fans and the, and the players and the management. And, you know, we had probably a similar, uh, similar background in Dortmund because uh, Dortmund is a, is a working class city as well. And we've yes. got the people there as well. And, and, you know, you only get loved by the, by the people or by the fans if you win. But then obviously if you have a connection, if you, if you, if you get them, as we say, yes. um, that creates a bond that is, um, that stays forever. And uh, I think that's what he did, and also what he what he managed to do, because people were always laughing about Liverpool when they won the first four games or five games, and everybody said this is our year. And from the first day when he said he's the normal one, yeah, um, <laughs> I think he changed the, the men- mentality in the whole city because he said we've got to go from doubters to believers.
0: Yeah, and of course, just to explain that reference to the normal one, he was responding to Mourinho. Who at the time described himself as the special one?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and uh, he he changed the mentality in the whole in the whole city. Yes, because he said, "I'm not bothered about the first five games." He said, "We we're not going to win the league in the first five games. We might lose it. More important is where we stand three, four games before the end of the season." And um, you know, I thought he he brought a uh, people in Liverpool get very excited. They love their football. Uh, they they're very knowledgeable. But sometimes they got carried away yes. uh, far too early, and I think this is what he also did. I think he changed the mentality not only in the football club but in the whole city. That it's really important not to be top after five games, but after the thirty eighth game of the of the Premier League, and, and that's an achievement. I'm not sure anybody else would have would have would have made or would have uh, done. Tell me
0: about him insofar as you know him. Did he? He looks like a good guy. He obviously there must be a bit of steel there behind that personality and character that he shows to all of us and to the fans. What do you think is his greatest strength as as a coach and what kind of man is he?
2: Well I think is 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 one of his greatest strengths or his greatest strength is probably the connection with the players. Yes. I think he he, he treats they are not players for him they're human beings yes and um and he treats them like his his kids and and uh, hence this is why a lot of the players came out and said well it, of course it's a big loss because i think the relationship he's got with the players is more than a manager player relationship yes um i don't want to say it's a friendship but it's it's a lot more than uh, than the relationship you've got or some of the players had with other managers um and then the other thing is when when you go or when you manage big clubs like Dortmund at Liverpool now, uh, expectations are high, and obviously you've got a lot of commitments. And sometimes people want to see you fail. Um, but I think one of the biggest, uh, also big strengths of him is that he always stays, or most of the time, he stays calm and assured. And and the, sometimes when the wind blows the hardest, yep. you've got to stand upright. And yes. I think that's what he always did. And he, he led the way because as a as a Manager, you're the leader of that club. You're the most important person in little. You've got to lead by example. And I think he's, he's done that magnificently in the, in the eight and a half years he's been there.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's worth noting, Didi, that he, he, he broke the transfer record for a center half when he bought Virgil van Dyke from Southampton. But generally, he's had to deal with small money compared to Manchester United, uh, compared to Chelsea. And many other clubs, he hasn't had to flash
2: the cash. He hasn't been able to flash it, has he? No, he hasn't. And 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 uh, this is also the the, the 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 greatness of the man. He said the reason we didn't win more Premier Leagues is not uh, down to the money. Um, obviously, it was down to the brilliance of Manchester City. But two or three times they were very close, and they just got beat by a better team. And um, yep. if you look at the net spend, uh, yes. I think there's teams like like Everton and some others are ahead of them. Um, And that shows that, you know, because the managers come to football clubs, they say, well, I want this player, I want this, I need two, three transfer windows. He never talked about a transfer window. He said, whatever's there, I'll make the best out of it. And I think also this is one thing which people appreciate in the North, um, especially in Liverpool, that um, the manager doesn't come in and say, well, I need three transfer windows, I need three or four hundred million quid, because uh, in a way, anybody can do that. And sometimes transfers work out, sometimes not but if you look at the, the players he brought in there's very few who didn't succeed and at the same time I think uh, under his tenure they uh, sold continue for 100 or 140 or 150 million quid so they always regained uh, money uh, and this is why the net spend is nowhere near yes, that- what other clubs have spent um and it's 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 very hard to put into words what he's what he's really achieved because um you know money wins titles or makes it a lot easier to win titles yes, but course. he didn't do that he, no. won them. he grew, he grew the, the team organically uh, and obviously in the modern day and age it, it, it's harder
0: yes and the money he got for Coutinho who wasn't doing his stuff and hadn't for a while done his stuff uh, he was able to buy Van Dijk and Alisson the goalkeeper so he gave away mm. a pretty average player and he got two really outstanding players in the case of Alisson I think Probably the best goalkeeper in the world.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and continue never reached the heights because he had a, a couple of three good years at Liverpool, but he never reached the heights afterwards. And I think that was really a master shock because people said, Oh, how can you spend 70 or 75 million on a center back? But Liverpool were vulnerable at the back. They were uh, a defensively fragile team and he really, uh, he really transformed the defence, Van Dijk. They went from a fragile team yes. to one of the best, if not the best, defensive teams in the league. And uh, it didn't take long before they got to the uh, Champions League final in Kiev, where they lost to a Real Madrid game. They probably could have won as well. Uh, and Alisson as well. and in, in, in Alisson, they got the best goalkeeper in the Premier League now. Yep. And Van Dijk has been the best centre-back uh, for the last five or six years. After his injury, he had a bit of a, a bit of a blip. Uh, but I think he's, he's near enough back to his best now. Uh, and these two transfers were really key for Liverpool's success on the clock.
1: And sign up today at cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.
3: food, And a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us. Call 1 800 Club Med or your travel advisor.
1: In manufacturing, you need to automate intelligently to compete effectively. But not all automation solutions are created equally. AGVs and AMRs driven by Bluebotics Ant technology offer robust, accurate performance and native interoperability because your material handling can be smarter. Visit antdriven.com. That's antdriven.com to learn more.
0: Let me ask you, Didi, about where we go from here. Uh, I had a conversation with you a long time ago. We were sitting there waiting for uh, something happening in RTE. And Xavi Alonso, who, of course, is a former Liverpool player, and I think a teammate of yours as well, you told me... He was, he hadn't finished playing, I don't think, at the time. He certainly hadn't done much in coaching. And you said to me, watch this guy, Eamon. He's going to be a great coach somewhere down the line. And we are down the line now. And he's managing, he's coaching rather by, by Leverkusen. And they are top of the league in Germany. They only drew at home yesterday, but they're two points clear of Bayern Munich, who've won the league for the last 11 years. What was it you, first of all, As a former Liverpool player, someone who understands the club and uh, you know is respected, he'd have a great chance of 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 getting the job if he wanted it. But what made you think at the time you told me, which is several years ago, that he was going to be a top class coach?
2: Uh, well, first of all, he was he was a fantastic player. And he came to the club, I think he was only about 20 or 20, uh, 21 years of age. Uh, when he signed in 2004, he came from Real, Real Sociedad uh, for 10 million quid at the time. Um, and I was just very impressed by him as a player and also as a person because he was even at his young age, uh, this is a new world, a new language, a new club. So the yeah. maturity he showed and and the, the calmness he showed when he played. He took everything in his stride. And, and on top of that, he's a sm- very smart guy a fantastic reader of the game. He was never the quickest, um, so he, he had to read the game well uh, to play at the highest level for such a long time. Um, and I just felt that, that he's got everything a coach or a manager needs. And, um, I'm, I'm not too surprised he's, he's yet to lose a game this season. You know, the record yeah. for, the uh, games unbeaten in a season, I think stood at 25 or 26. If you look at the fantastic teams in Germany, Hamburg in the eighties, Baden Munich, uh, for, for decades, they had fantastic teams. They never been unbeaten more than 25 or 26 games. I think he's at 28 or 29 because he's unbeaten in the, in the league and in the Europa League. They won all six games and they're still in the German cup. So he's done something. Which nobody has done before. And when he took over the club last season, um, the club were, I think, third from bottom. And, um, he, he transformed the club within 12 or 15 months. And this is why I think he's got the world at his feet. Does, so, does Liverpool appeal to him? I'm sure it does. I think the only thing that might put him off is the, 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 the footsteps yes. and the impact club has had uh, yes. in the last nine years, because it, it won't be, it won't be an easy thing to follow for anybody.
0: That idea of stepping into a, a giant's shoes is a bit of a deterrent, isn't it? Uh,
2: yeah, and a uh, chain is probably the right word uh, for what Klopp has done because if you ask any Liverpool fan when Klopp uh, first came in, if you told him nine years later, you've been to three Champions League finals, you won one. You win the Premier League, you won the domestic cups. Everybody, has, everybody would have said, with a competition in the Premier League, I'm not sure it's possible. In that space of time, but he did, uh, and he, whoever goes in follows in a chance footsteps, um, and obviously the yes the chance to fail is a lot higher then.
0: And we saw when Ferguson stepped down, and David Moyes, who is a very good manager, and he is a manager rather than a coach, as well as being a coach, we saw how he struggled at Manchester United didn't last long. I'm just looking at the first team for Klopp's first game, Didi. It was a scoreless draw with Spurs. Simon Mignolet was in goal. Nathaniel Klein and Martin Skirtle. Sacco and Moreno were the back four. Midfield was Lucas Lever, Emery Shan, James Milner and Adam Lallana. And up front, Coutinho and Divock Origi. It's extraordinary, isn't it? <laughs> when you yeah. add the, on the bench was Joe Allen, Jordan Ieb. Colo Toure, Adam Bogdan, Jerome Sinclair, and Conor Randall. So it, it's hard to overstate the job he did there, isn't it? I mean, Unbelievable. He, none of those guys, you know, with all respect, to them, I was a journeyman myself, but they really were journeymen.
2: Yeah, and, and, and not, not too many players. I think Origi stayed uh, for quite some time, and obviously Milner. Um, but yet had to change the the team in a, in a very short space of time, and that's a quality in itself that uh, when you go into a club um, and you change pretty much within two years, you change ten or twelve or fifteen players. Yes, um, and and I think this is what, what people don't talk about enough. yes, he bought good players, but every player who came to Liverpool became a better player. And if you look at other teams, if you look at Manchester United at the moment, yes, uh, you feel that everybody who goes there, um, the, the value decreases and he's worth half the money after two seasons because yes. they don't perform. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and that's the, the, the atmosphere he created, a culture within the club where everybody had a chance to express himself, uh, hence they got better players. What do you think
0: he'll do now? First of all, I'd like to ask you, Didi, about the reason, because you had a long time at the very top of the game as a player. The reason he gave was he said, I'm burnt out. I'm doing six press conferences a week. I don't feel like I can go to the to the well anymore. I'm tired. That's was his reason. Would you say that's genuine reason? And do you think that after a rest he'll go back and manage a, a, again or coach again? Maybe at Bayern Munich where things aren't going great. I don't think for Thomas Tuchel.
2: Uh, yeah, 100% genuine uh, I think every word when he spoke. Um every I think everybody could feel. Yes. That, uh, that the words came from the bottom of his heart and the yes. relationship he's got with the football club I don't think it's a decision he would have he would have made lightly. So um you know he was very honest. Yes. And if he doesn't think he's the best man for the job then he's got to step down and that's what he does now. Um I think the timing was uh, good as well because he gives Liverpool 4 or 5 months to to find a successor, um, he said he doesn't want to do anything for for a year, for one season. Yeah. And obviously it's German national team job uh, probably comes up after the Euros because Nagelsmann is only there yes. till the summer. Um And I think if you can have Klopp, uh, you've got to put somebody in uh, interim as a caretaker for a year because yes. then you still have another year uh, till the World Cup. I think in uh, USA or in Mexico. Um, I think you've got to wait for a year if 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 he says or if he gives him a sign, the chairman FA, that he wants to do it.
0: Now, Alonso, a successor, as you say, they're big boots to Phil Didi. Alonso has this remarkable
2: record with Bayer Cousin, who are not a big club, are they? Uh, no, they they used to be, but they haven't been for a, for a long time. Um, and I think that... Um obviously you need a strong personality when you when you bring a manager in uh, to to manage such a such a huge football club. Um people talk about this who's doing ever so well at uh, at Brighton. Um but uh Liverpool is a different kettle of fish And sure. Um Posty Cochlear, I think is doing a very good job yes. at Tottenham. Yes. Again Liverpool is a is a little bit bigger than than Tottenham. I think um they'll, they'll be very careful but I think uh, as I said to succeed Klopp is 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 an almost impossible job. But if you ask me now who's got the best chance to to succeed after Klopp, it will probably Xavi Alonso. Right. And
0: the the experience he's had, I mean, the difference between the Bundesliga and the Premier League in terms of resources, money, it's a completely different ballgame, isn't it? I mean, the German clubs don't have the kind of money the Premier League clubs have to go into the transfer market. I mean, for example, 75 million for Virgil van Dijk would have been out of the question for even Bayern Munich at that time.
2: Yeah, no, 100%. Then again, uh, what I also always say is that sometimes it's easier when you haven't got that much money because you just tell the players what yeah. you cannot offer them um, and they either take it or leave it. And, um, you know, the problem, I think, as you see at times with Manchester United or Chelsea now, um, when you when people know or when agents know there's a lot of money to be had, I think sometimes you can attract uh, players for the wrong reason. Yes. Um, I don't think that's the case in Liverpool. That was one of um, Klopp's biggest strength and also strengths of Alonso because... He brought players in, uh, one from Belgium, Boniface, who's um, who's unfortunately injured for them now for a couple of months. Um, but he came in and uh, he's already scored 13 or 14 goals. So, um, the, the players he's had and the players he brought in, he all made him better players. And this is why Shabi is capable of doing it. It won't be easy to succeed. Um, but I think um, if you were to go in, uh, obviously you've got more. Of financial resources in England or in Liverpool, as he has in, in Leverkusen. Yes, um, but I'm sure if he were to go in, he'd spend it wisely.
0: I mean, if he if he's looking at a future in in coaching management at the highest level, the Real Madrid job, because he did play for Real, didn't he, would be an option. That's be, right, because. You know, I think they have the best manager in the world, best coach in the world, actually, at the moment. Uh, But um, he will—he'll be going, I would think. I think he signed a contract now uh, for another couple of years. The options aren't great in Germany. They're not great in Europe at the moment, and the money and the attraction for players is in the Premier League. Alonso also has a connection with Ireland. He lived here for a, a, a little while in County Meath. But was he happy in Liverpool? Do you think he has, he would have the ambition to do it? Leaving, t- taking into account the big shoes he has to fill. If he's the big, if he's the right man, he won't be afraid of that, will he? Because Liverpool seem to have, seem to be producing Really good young players from the academy, uh, Didi, which is a surprise when you think of the successes Klopp has had with the senior team. There is something happening at, in the academy as well, and lots
2: of good players coming out of it. Absolutely, and, and Klopp is not scared to throw them in, and, and Shabby won't be any different. Um, Shabby, Shabby was lost uh, by the by the by the people in in Liverpool and by the fans. So yeah. Uh, if, if you ask a hundred Liverpool fans what they think about Xavi Alonso, I don't think you find one who says a, a bad word or doesn't rave about the, about the guy. Um, this is a connection he's also had. And I think he, he also got that very quickly when he got there because he learned the language pretty quickly and he always had a special bond with the fans. So from that point yes. of view, I think he would be a, a, a perfect fit. Um, I think if he were to, uh, make it public that he might leave or, or does leave in the summer there'll be a lot of takers but as you said uh, Ancelotti's staying for another season yeah. he's been at Madrid I don't think Barcelona might appeal to him that much um, and then you look at Bayern Munich or all the teams in the Premier League uh, but I, I think the, the the way he's been loved by the people and as I said he's been a very successful a fantastic player for Liverpool um, yes. I think in the Premier League his first destination would be Liverpool Right
0: and just a final question Didi I mean the A situation in Bayern Munich, I saw a piece in one of the English papers at the weekend by a former player, a fellow called Parker, who I seem to remember played for Spurs, not very prominently. He said that every club that Harry Kane goes to suffers because of Harry Kane. (laughs) And he, he, he cited as an example, he said, yeah, Tottenham, he ruined them. All he was doing was scoring goals and he said now he's in the process of ruining Bayern Munich who won the last 11 Bundesligas and now look like they (laughs) might be picked this year. So his theory is that Harry goes there, it's all about Harry, he's very selfish, I don't agree with a word of this but I want to know what you think, that he does really well, he scores loads of goals but it's at the expense of his teammates. What do you say to that?
2: Yeah, I, 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 I can hear what he says, but right. I don't think the, uh, the problems of Bayern Munich got much to do with him. Um, no, because as you said, he's, I think he's already got 25 or 20, 27 goals in all competitions. Yes. Uh, the team is not playing well. That's right. I don't think that's down to Kane. Um, but where he might have a point is that, you know, as a team, you have to look at the whole team functions. Yes. And, uh, two years ago, Haaland left for Manchester City and yes. everybody said, Oh, uh, how are we going to, how are we going to score goals or how are we going to be successful without him? And on the last day of the season, if they won against Mainz last season, they would have won the league. Right. So in the first year after Haaland left. They yes. had a chance to win the league. So it's not all about the goals. I think it helps if you've got a player who scores 20, 25 goals or the whole team needs to function. But in this case, um has he has he held Spurs up? I'm not too sure. We need to see how it's going the no. next uh, next couple of years. But yeah. I think the problems of Bayern Munich at the moment haven't got much to or haven't got anything to do with Kane. Uh, quite the uh, contrary, because he's a breath of fresh air. He's a very humble guy. Um, yes. Around the dressing room, he's, he's loved. The fans love him. Yeah. Um. He's 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 he has, has a connection with the fans, and um. Now he's been he's been great since he's come here, and he's he's loved. It's Kane mania still. He's been there six months. Well, we have still got Kane mania.
0: Yeah. Well, no, I I think he's a fantastic pro. I think his all round game has improved enormously over the years. We've seen him not just a goal scoring. He comes deep now, and and I saw Bayern Munich earlier this season. In the Champions League game, Didier, I think I said to you at the time I didn't think much of them. I thought they had a lot of very ordinary players, and I think you probably agree with most of that. Just a final question: yeah, they, they haven't clicked. The, 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 no, and, they don't. They didn't actually. One the night, the night I watched them, they weren't really having a go, which you know you don't expect, but from such a big club. Just a question, a final question for our Liverpool supporters who listen to us. About uh, Xavi Alonso, do you think he will take it if it's offered? Do you think you'll want it? And uh, Allowing for the fact that they are big boots, and it could be, but there are an awful lot of good players and an awful lot of good
2: young players there right now. Um, well, there's, there's stories coming out of Leverkusen. He extended his contract, uh, I think early in the season, but I'm sure they've got an agreement somehow. Yeah. If he wants to leave in the summer, he can go for, uh, as a, as a football romantic, uh, I, I would love to see them another season in Leverkusen. Um, but the, the problem might be, can they keep the, the team together? Because they've got some outstanding players. I think one or two will leave, which, um, obviously will harm their chances next season. Yes. Um, I think if Liverpool comes calling, I think it's very hard to turn down, even though he follows in in uh, Klopp's footsteps. And we don't know where the club is going. But the thing is, sometimes the big clubs, they only come once. Yes. Yeah. And you. if somebody comes in in the summer and he does well, that club might not be other the job, might not be on offer for the next four, five, six years. Or maybe right. nine years if they find another club. Who knows? Right. Um So I think if Liverpool comes calling, I think he'll take it.
0: Okay, Didi. For me and for all our listeners, it's a real pleasure to hear you talking. You were right about VAR as well. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you were so right. You were the only one that was saying it would be a disaster. It's been a bloody disaster, and it's a refreshing now to see some cup games where they haven't got the the second division clubs haven't got it. So you were right about VAR. You're you're always welcome on this program, and of course you'll be with RTE for the European Championship. We're really grateful to you, Didi, for talking to us today. Thank you very much indeed. We're so grateful to Didi, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon.
3: and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us. Call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.
1: In manufacturing, you need to automate intelligently to compete effectively. But not all automation solutions are created equally. AGVs and AMRs driven by Blue Ant technology offer robust, accurate performance and native interoperability because your material handling can be smarter. Visit antdriven.com, that's antdriven.com, to learn more.